I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I've kind of lost track myself. But Ian, this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one... Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's going on there, Wackerly? I'm just sucking up my airtime. Hell yeah. Maximizing your airtime. It's always <laughs> a good thing. So, dude, I'm a little exhausted because I uh, just got back from Los Angeles. Crazy Los Angeles weekend because I'm an L.A. guy now. Yeah. Now I ended up going down there to... No, you're uh, not. Yeah, you hate yeah. the sun. So. No, I hate the sun. I'm not an L.A. guy at all. But I was down the weekend uh, to go visit the ex for her birthday. Yeah, and there uh, are a lot of Jews down there. You know, there's actually a surprising the amount of industry. Jews, but then, but there's hardcore Jews, like the Jews with the hats, like the, the di- well, those are the, the Hasidic, jewel, those are the jewelry Jews. Jews. Yeah, they own in Beverly Hills. Yeah, but do those do those Jews also run the entertainment industry? No, those were the those are the those are the jewelry Jews. But did you see them walking with their families right. on like Shabbat? Like they're walking to the yeah. to the synagogue. No, I do. Somebody told me at one point that they're all those Jews are like in the diamond industry. So all these, you know, all the rich people in Beverly Hills obviously need all kinds of jewelry, and, and that's so, what keeps all those Hasidic Jews in business. So all the Hasidic Jews that uh, come over here, they're the same dudes that like uh, live in Belgium and have all those uh, jewelry stores. I, they're probably all related. They probably move back and forth. And Shlomo and Chaim come over here, open up their Beverly Hills jewelry shop, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. Those Jews don't even speak Israeli; they speak like Yiddish, right? Yeah, and and they, and they don't those like anybody. Yids. They don't like any non. They don't even like. They don't Jews. even like Jews, right? <laughs> they don't like <laughs> Jews that are not Hasidic. That so are, if, yeah. if you're not wearing the black uniform, the little hat, right. they won't even look at you. Yeah, and I aren't there that. even different Hasidic? sects that they they probably don't get along either i have no idea dude those people to me are as foreign as the amish yeah seriously they are. but Except you know, they're super rich unlike the amish yeah <laughs> i have won the button on my jacket yes but um it's been a while since i've been down to la and it was kind of fun hanging out with the ex you know you know i i gotta agree with that thread on the forum that someone started sex with the ex uh-huh. is that much better you gotta admit, it, 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 you can't go wrong with sex with the ex. Yeah, it's like the grudge well, fuck you could. extraordinaire. I mean, if her pussy was all stretched out from the huge cock from the other guy that she's been <laughs> fucking, that wouldn't be so good. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The new black boyfriend that she has. I didn't say he was black. I just said he had a big cock. It could have been John Holmes. <laughs> you just go for the other hole, dude. Nothing yeah, wrong with that. Yeah, but he's probably been there, too. So... A couple things to note I want to mention real quick. I did actually pet a live kangaroo. Um, in, Dude, uh, you said you were in Los Angeles, not I, Perth. It was odd. Like uh, The ex wanted to go get her hair done, and so we went down to Beverly Hills to her friend's salon. So I was walking around, just kind of like, you know, I've never really walked around Beverly Hills, and there was a dude walking a kangaroo. 
Uh, well, just on the sidewalk. It. Well, it was hopping, but dude, dude, those things are huge. I had no idea it was about like my height. Taller than you, dude. With its ears, don't they? Have with really its long ears. ears, with its ears, it was, it was probably taller. But you I mean, could have got in its pouch, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I should. Well, I reached in there to see if it was all mucusy, like a but, vagina. Uh, yeah, like you know, like a soft glove. Uh-huh. But it wasn't. But you know, surprisingly, kangaroos are kind of soft. Like their fur is kind of soft. I was, I was surprised. Really? So they're not like a, say, I don't know, not a hedgehog. That's obviously. Not I soft, thought it'd be like, like a squirrel or something. Yeah, like, like brushy, brushy, like brushy fur. type fur. No, it, it was not like a brillo pad. It More was soft silky. fur, very silky. Yeah. Wow. And dude, I'm just talking about. Well, the Well, it's a Beverly Hills kangaroo, so it probably well, gets. A I'm lot just of talking about the fur care. around its testicles. I wasn't feeling anywhere else. But <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> if it had testicles, it didn't have a pouch. <laughs> get your, dude, get dude, your story straight. You are mistaken. Really? All kangaroos have pouches. Even the boys? All kangaroos have pouches. Oh, That's what I they... hope our Australian listeners will clear clear this up. Dude, Because I don't seriously. believe you. <laughs> dude, they don't know. They're so drunk on Fosters, they can't tell them apart anyway. <laughs> but no, you know, it was kind of weird. I walked up to the guy. I'm like, wow, you're walking a kangaroo. He's like, good night, mate. I was like, this is just kind of funny. Like, so he was an Australian. Yeah, I was like, you're an Australian guy and you're walking a kangaroo. I was like, what's the point? He goes, oh, it's Australia Day in Beverly Hills. And there's like this, yeah, like this outback program where every, like they're a tourist thing where they're trying to like, yeah, go to Australia. And there's someone holding a koala bear. Yeah, I was going to say, but koala bears are much cuter than kangaroos. I mean, I didn't of all, touch, the, of I all didn't the Australian animals, armadillo is way at the bottom of the list. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants that. I, I would fucking kick an armadillo down the street before I would like touch it with my hand. But they weren't feeding it Foster's. The Which, kangaroo or the koala. the koala. Either one. And no one was drinking Foster's. So, was, you know, I was kind of wondering, if maybe my theories don't hold true. But okay. it was also during the day. So you pet the kangaroo on the head? No, I just pet its back and... Uh, so they have huge like, tails, right? Like, dude, a mass, yeah, really long tail. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just a weird too, creature. Huh? It was kind of like a large rat. That's kind of what I thought it was. And then you just went on your merry way. And or? then yeah, I just kind of walked on. You know, I was Did thinking you tell him about good it. Day or what? Yeah, I mean, you say good day, man. I was like, good day, mate. But you, you know what I was thinking it was kind of weird. Like, do you think if that dude was walking a kangaroo in the tenderloin, half the people would think it was a drug-induced hallucination, and half the other people would be excited? Because everyone in Ro- on sounds, Rodeo that, Drive was pro- excited. Those proportions sound pretty good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, a lot of a lot of crackheads, the high ones, would be running screaming. Yeah, <laughs> just like, smoke too much that? crack. Shit. And then the other uh, highlight. The, the, the other highlight of the trip is went to a cool new bar that I totally re- recommend next time you get down to Detroit or down to Los Angeles. Is uh, it's a place called Stinkers Truck Stop. It uh-huh. was basically some rich LA dude. Designed this bar, bought like an old place in Silver Lake, designed this bar to make it look like a 70s truck stop. But dude, I mean, they have every beer on tap, uh, not even on tap, in, in a can that you could imagine. They had Schlitz Tall Boys. They had uh, Colt 45. Okay. They had uh, Milwaukee's Best. They had <sighs> Keystone. Lager. There's a limit to how hip you can be. I mean, Milwaukee's Best. Who, who drinks that? That will just give you the shits. I mean, badge, the, it's, we, it's called Milwaukee's Beast. I, I, you know, I think it was. It's kind of like the irony of it all. You yeah, know, but like, that's beyond. I mean, once it's interfering with your GI tract, I mean, I, I'm yeah. not. That's too ironic. But the, the place like, also. I totally got the ironic diarrhea, dude. <laughs> nice one, bro. The irony's Here. failing me. Wear my wipe yourself with my ironic purple bandana that I have around my neck. Well, I, I, you know, it's kind of funny is they had all these uh, like 70s posters that were framed, but the guy actually had Burt Reynolds posters from like 
four Burt Reynolds movies. Smokey and the Bandit, Cannonball Run, Deliverance, Gator, and <laughs> Gator. <laughs> Deliverance. That football, that jail football one. Uh, you know, I didn't. What was that one? The the, the one longest the, yard. Longest yard. No, the, he had a picture, I guess, in the uh, women's bathroom of Bert with his shirt off, that just pointing, saying, "I want you to have my baby." Yeah. Well, he did Playgirl a couple times. Dude, it, that, that place is extremely was really cool. hairy, man. I fully <laughs> recommend right Stinkers Truck Stop. Okay. It was it was a good place, and then, you know, so I, anyway, I was there for a few days, and uh, the, on Sunday, we were really hungover, and we were just kind of watching TV, and we happened upon. Which, what I thought at first was the inauguration of Barack Obama, and I thought, you know, I thought he wasn't inaugurated until January 20th. But instead, it was this concert that they were having in, uh, what is that, Washington Park or the part of the monument? Was it Miracle Mile? Was it, what's that called? I don't know what the fuck it's called. You know, know. where, you know where the, the canal is? It was in front is. of the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, it was in front of the Lincoln Memorial, but there's like that canal, and then there's the Washington Monument on the other end. What's that? What's canal that? or pond? Whatever. Pond, I don't it's know. totally different. Okay, it's a, it's a yeah, pond. Yeah, no, it's like where they have all that shit. Yeah, but what what's that it's monument called? It's called the called? Looking Pond or some I don't know. It's not called the pool? Looking. Is the it the Reflecting Pool? pool. <laughs> so, okay, well, anyway. I've never been to Washington, D.C. I was shocked to find out that, well, first of all, I was surprised to find out this wasn't actually Obama's inauguration. You just thought they'd moved it up a couple days. Well, you know, I was surprised. I'm like, what, what's going on here? It's like a big celebration. But no, HBO actually organized a concert with like uh, Bruce Springsteen, the boss was playing. Um, a, uh, who else? You uh, uh, two was there for some reason. They're I not even American. That. I mean, I didn't watch this thing. It's just I could never watch it. It, lo- it looked like something from North Korea, frankly. Dude, Where it was they, creepy. Like, celebrate Kim Jong Il. Who does that? Did they do that for Bush when he stole the election in two thousand one? Um, no, I think maybe Garth Brooks played, but Garth Brooks played at this it, thing. Garth too. Brooks came out and did <laughs> shout. And uh, then and did uh, the devil? No, yeah. <laughs> that would have been sweet. No, I wish. No, he did. Um, what's that? Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. The day the music died, he did that song. And then he which shout? What shout? Shout! Shout! shout let it all out. That, no, you know, shout! Get your hands up! Shout! You know that song? No, it's like a '60s song. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> it sounds and, pretty bad. And then, uh, but th- I didn't understand. Like, what Bono? was the point? Go, go, go! Fucking back to Ireland, Bono. He's we not don't even need American. you here for our fucking American ceremony. It's not even real. It's on HBO. Where's fucking Willie Nelson? Yeah, he's stoned in the truck, in the van. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. I voted for McCain. <laughs> but no, you know, it was just like, there's Bono up there, you know, his pompous Irish ass, like, sitting there, like, spouting off his political yeah, banter. Yeah, yeah. You're like, dude, whatever. But no, the whole but thing But that is- was not the real inauguration. You understood that, right? At some point? No, but what, at what point did you understand that Garth Brooks wasn't playing at the real inauguration? When they wheeled out Stevie Wonder's 500-pound Jabba the Hutt ass and had him sit there with Usher playing higher ground, yeah. then I was like, you know what this isn't the inauguration <laughs> samuel jackson and jamie fox don't speak at uh you know the inauguration hey well it's not you know it's the obama america now so maybe they do <laughs> yeah but i mean actually i think uh jamie fox the new secretary of state or something <laughs> but uh, no, so i only wish actually i realized that the actual inauguration was on Tuesday, yesterday. Right. Did you watch any of it? Did you did you see it? It's, no, I can't watch political speeches. Dude, it's, it's so a history in and, the making. Right, but it's complete just pandering for votes. I can't take it. Two million people. Showed I up. read the transcripts afterwards, you and know, then I read. You know, sometimes they'll and the you know the news stations and the blogs will play the like 
you know, the most shocking or most important or most controversial clips, and I just watched that. He flubbed the oath. Did you see that? He didn't because flub of, the oath. Well, jo- Roberts did. Roberts flubbed the, uh, flubbed the oath, yeah. So, and then uh, in turn, know, Obama All the did. racists on the internet were like, stupid black guy can't even fucking get the, can't even repeat, repeat a fucking line. <laughs> but in actuality, you know, Obama didn't repeat the line because he realized that Roberts, the white man, had said it wrong. Yeah, and he like got stammered. Hilarious. He was just yeah. like, okay. So he retook the oath today. Today, yeah, they did it, a private one. Which well, is just retarded. Like, what the fuck does it even matter? I don't even know the point of it. Yeah. But, you know, it was weird. Who was there? That controversial pastor, Rick Warren. A lot of people were upset about that because isn't that yeah, guy yeah. like anti-gay marriage? Uh, he's he's anti-Jew also. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't know he was <laughs> he's anti-Jew. anti-Catholic, anti-gay. So wait, uh, what's his deal? Is he just he's, uh, a, he's a evangelical? He's a fundy. So why would Obama bring in this, you know, foaming oh, at the mouth evangelical? Did I just say pandering for votes? I think I did. <laughs> yeah, Rick Warren. He he's like has he has one of those mega churches that has like hundreds of thousands of members. Do they actually think, come every Sunday to listen to him talking. Like the church is like a fucking stadium. Do you think I don't Rick know Warren if it's the voted Crystal for Obama or the different one? No, no, that, no, probably not. I mean, he he can't vote for somebody who's not anti-abortion. Yeah, so I bet you didn't even vote. But it doesn't matter. He's an opportunist, too. I mean, he's there to glorify himself, and Obama's bringing him there because he's like, to... all these evangelicals are going to see that I'm on, I'm down with that shit. Dude, he's trying to unite the people. Right. But it's my one favorite, America. But Hope my not fear. Thing, my favorite thing wasn't uh, Rick Warren. Did you hear? There was a So Rick Warren did, like, I guess, what's the opening the invocation. Uh, religious he did bullshit the invocation speech? In the beginning, yeah. <laughs> but there's another religious bulls- bullshit speech, which is the benediction, which I guess maybe comes at the end. Did you yeah. Yeah, that, it's the concluding little speech or whatever. Did you see that? Prayer. It wasn't a black guy as a black, but well, it yeah, wasn't yeah. that black well, pastor, a, the controversial black pastor no, that Obama group uh, that married them. I can't remember that dude. I just saw Some, something white. Wasn't I? Don't even remember no, his no, name. No, no, no. Well, the one that's like anti-America and uh, he's just racist. Yeah, I can't believe I'm blanking on the his inflammatory name. preacher. It was wasn't a different. Him. Old, avuncular, black preacher. Well, I guess the other guy's not as avuncular. No. This guy, he got an avuncular one, <laughs> which has obviously had to happen. But uh, so he says all this, you know, stupid religious crap. But uh, at the end, he said kind of a funny passage that uh, I don't know if you heard, but I'll read it to you. He said, Lord, we ask you to help us work for that day when black will not be asked to get in back. <laughs> when brown can stick around. When yellow will be mellow. When the red man can get ahead, man. <laughs> and when white will embrace what is right. That is that all those who do justice and love mercy say amen. Amen. Say amen. Amen. Say amen. <laughs> How many times did he say that? That's it. Amen. <laughs> that was word for word. He really, so he, it was kind of a limerick, a racial a racial Maybe limerick, not racist sort of? limerick, but kind of. He did call. Well, first of all, I don't understand. Let, what let's the, let's deconstruct this. What's the point? I know of you it? were in English classes in college, so let's deconstruct this. By which I just mean, let me read back. This <laughs> uh, so he was looking for a day when black will not be asked to get in back. So wait, is he hearkening back to the days when black people, like Rosa Parks, used to have to get on the back of the bus? Yeah. Does that happen well, anymore? Well, he's looking for that day, and I think that day was probably like 1968 or something. Yeah. I don't know. When did they desegregate the bus, you know, the Little Rock, Arkansas bus uh, line? Wackley, I'll give you five bucks if you go to Oakland and get on the bar train tell and a, tell, tell the black, black guy, guy to get, get the get, back get train. Out of his in the back. <laughs> I just want to see what that happens. Five dollars. Yeah. Well, you know, Joseph Lowry, this guy, has told me not to do that, so I won't. 
But and then the second thing is when Brown can stick around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Is he talking about Mexicans? I assume that's Mexicans. Maybe uh, uh, Arab people. Okay. Indians, all right. Maybe. All right. In, like you know, Indians from India. Dot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, that one's. I. I mean. Okay. Yeah. I mean. I, I've wanted Mexican people to leave sometimes. Like remember those dudes <laughs> who used to play the tuba underneath your apartment. Dude, who would but make all the burritos? The, the problem, who would make the burritos? The problem was, oh, I'm not saying leave the country. I'm just saying, oh, like, okay. go away from me with your oompa Mexican music. Oh, yeah, the, the banana boat music. Yeah. Yes, no, I, I don't thought, want I thought the same to think thing. I'm racist against Mexicans. I just hate that music. But yellow mellow? Yeah, when yellow will be mellow. Can you imagine if a white politician or preacher got just talk, started talking about yellow people? Well, could you imagine if Rick Warren said yeah. this, uh, this statement exactly. right here? Exactly. Over and, the outcry? Uh, yeah, and when the red man can get a head man. I actually can... Because, yeah, Native Americans do have pretty fucking shit. They shitty. got the shaft. But you, you know what? I'm they a do little... have their casinos. And then, yeah, when when white will embrace what is right. Now, that, that, that kind of sounds a bit incriminating. I mean, think about the uh, KKK. Aren't they, don't they think white is right down there? Yeah. I don't think that's what he means. I think no. he means what they think is wrong. Well, yeah, what they think is wrong. <laughs> it's then all about whose right. perspective you're coming. But you from. know, I feel a bit. I, f- I feel like I got the shrift here because what about Jews? Like when people see Jews, they won't go ooh. You boo. know, I mean, <laughs> boo. <laughs> yeah, it's like I didn't, they, well, you didn't even mention Jews. Yeah, but this is a uh, this whole thing is color themed. So so what color are Jews? I don't. Yeah, I don't pasty, know. Gollum, kind of a puke green. <laughs> I'm not sure. Ashen. I don't know. I do not, I don't know. Gray. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe but, olive skinned. I don't know. Yeah, well, the blood from all the Gentile babies on her mouth kind of gives us right. like a, yeah, a sanguine yeah, it's more like kind just of vampire look. Vampire colors, right? Yeah, pretty much. But no, I mean seriously, dude. What if Rick Warren would have said this same statement? Wouldn't have gone over. So it's well. a different style He's of not preaching. An though. Black man. He doesn't have the same yeah tone of voice. But, it's, I mean, uh, this guy's like a Baptist minister probably that comes out there and is like, can I get an amen? Yeah, you know, maybe, he's probably uh, yellow, mellow. It always rhymes. All Adventist their sermons rhyme. Or, uh, Pentecostal or something. But, yeah, know. like a Pentecostal like Baptist Are those all Baptists? I don't know. So, so do you I, think... I recommend going and uh, downloading the MP3. You know, I'm going to have to check it out. But so so afterwards, Obama swore in whatever. Then he went to all those, uh, the balls and all that, the inaugural balls. Yeah, yeah. And, Obama's uh, balls. Do you think he fucked the shit out of Michelle Obama in George Washington's bed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. He got some anal? I, I would think, yeah, around the world. Yeah, no, I imagine. Probably had a salad toss. I mean, wouldn't you do that on principle, though? It's just like, I don't even care. We're drunk, and this is the first time we've ever got the fuck in George Washington's bed. Yeah, but I, I mean, don't you think you're making it sound like, uh, you know, it's very. I'm not just saying it because he's black. I mean, black. No, 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 but you're making white, it. I mean, I'm sure George Bush. You're making it sound like. Hey babe, let's like let's have a good time. Like you, you got to bring out the pimp hand at that point. Like, oh, for bitch, sure, dude. I brought you to the Washington bedroom. <laughs> you were in the White House, yeah. bitch. Now bend over. No, right. exactly. I'm sure he pimp like. Hand. I'm sure he had a good time. So, but yeah, they, you know that that, that I'm was. I'm sure he had a good time getting his salad tossed. Right. So, Wackley, what did you do? End up doing this weekend? You know, I didn't even ask you in the beginning. Yeah, well, like I said, I didn't watch the HBO thing because I don't have HBO, and I didn't go to LA. So I had to find some way to celebrate the uh, inauguration. Know, the Democrats coming to power. So I bought a gun. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Did you do it purposely? Wait till this weekend, right before Obama's inaugurated, to get your gun? Not purposely. I think it was more subconsciously. I mean, I've been putting it off forever, right? And I figure uh, it's about time. It's about time. But what what it, spurred a, you it, to do look, it? Look, look, look. It's a it's a uh, 
you know, convergence of several issues. You know, you got the inauguration, Democrat in the White House, Democrat in the Are you saying the Democrat Senate. or black guy in the White House? Is that what bothered well, you? No, black people love guns. <laughs> <laughs> you been to Oakland lately? <laughs> It's just Democrats, and then uh, you know they're in the what do you call that other one? The legislative branch. Uh, then you got these Oscar Grant riots going on in Oakland, which I don't think exactly. Are really, there's is, a lull. I don't think it's over anything. Hasn't soon. been resolved. And uh, yeah, and then I like I said, I've just been putting it off for a long time, and it was a long weekend. I had a uh, uh, Martin Luther King Day off. <laughs> and, <laughs> Dude, um, your timing is impeccable here. <laughs> it's like Obama, Oscar <laughs> Grant riots, Martin Luther King, and you're like. Yeah, I'm a white guy. I'm going to go buy a gun. Yeah. And, I, you uh, know, I just think it's less than coincidence. I, I don't know. Well, More than a coincidence. This, I, I guess mean. this is a, uh, an adjunct to the whole you know, Obama inauguration point. Like, so, so all my more heavily Democratic-leaning friends are just so overboard about this, how it's like the greatest thing ever. occasion. And and all the people I work with are the same way. Did you, you know? see the headline in the Chronicle? The world has changed. Yeah, well, they sell... No Pe- more racism. Yeah, people it's are gone. It's people done. are annoyed with that. But think about this: the Chronicle sells those issues as like special editions. Yeah, well, the whole front page was. They a did the same of thing the day after the election. Yeah, 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 you can go on there and buy like spend five bucks for a copy of that, or you know I, buy twenty of them and get hand them down to your children if you're. I like real, to get those decorative retired. plates or the coins. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, everybody's uh, that I'm around mostly uh, is jubilant. They're too jubilant. Exactly. My ex-girlfriend is too jubilant. And I knew well, that... Well, she's black. Yeah. And I knew that buying a gun would... Uh, Put her back in line? Well, no. All my <laughs> friends, they're going to all be pissed off at me. They're going to be like, you bought a what? You, and I'll just be like, yeah. So it's just to sort of bring everybody down. <laughs> Don't come over me. and celebrate Elevate my house. Elevate myself by bringing everybody else down. So so what kind of gun did you get there, Dirty Wackily? Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's your I like new that name on the podcast. I actually did buy a dirty wackily. I actually did buy a Clint Eastwood gun, a three fifty seven Magnum. Dude, he had a forty four, didn't he? No, it's a three. Remember, it's three fifty seven Magnum. It's the most powerful handgun in the world, or something. I don't know if forty fours existed back then because that's a bigger bullet, obviously. I so what, what's I a more, guess a, what's a more powerful handgun, a forty four or three fifty seven? I don't know. I mean, I just got what's the thing. difference. I'm still, I'm still a quote unquote gun noob. <laughs> so, so mine isn't like seven feet long like his. You know, actually, it's very small because I, you know, I specifically asked for a gun for home defense. You mean by home defense? You mean concealed on your body? Well, no, I didn't say that. But he uh, brought that. Apparently, you don't want a very long-barreled gun because it takes longer to aim. And if some dude's in in your house, you want something that you can like jam right in his guts and just blow the, blow him out the back of his spine. I thought like a Colt or something, like a snub nose revolver. This is, even, that's what this is. That's what this is. Nose, yeah. So, Colt, Colt is a brand, and Snubnose is like a style. So what was what were your choices here? What, what did you have to choose I from? pretty much knew this is what I wanted. Did you do so your research beforehand? I did do my research, but I did just go in and, and said, you know, I know nothing about this. This is what I want. And that's the first thing I brought out, and I was like, looks good. So where, where'd you go? It was on go? sale. Where, <laughs> it was, what, were you at a Kmart? Where, where'd <laughs> no, you go? The uh, I'll give them a little plug. The Castro Valley Gun Shop. In, not the Castro. <laughs> Castro Valley. It's a different thing. I was about to say, like, I, I doubt there's too many like regular gun shops in the Castro. Right. The, the gun-shaped dildo shop. <laughs> yeah, but there's different. the Castro Valley's, what, in the East Bay? Yeah, I mean, the Castro Valley is like uh, sort of more of a redneck area of the East Bay. So do they even have gun shops in the city? 
anymore. Somebody claims they do. I've never been. This is the only gun shop I've been to in you know California ever. Yeah, but somebody I, claims there's one like down in like near Bayview or something where someone said there's one in Oakland too. Like uh, I don't think there is. I think there used to be, but or El Cerrito or something. I guess it's maybe not El Cerrito. So so tell me about this. You know, I've never bought it's a gun before. It's remarkably easy. <laughs> <laughs> I, but to tell you the truth, I don't have it yet. So because there's a 10 day waiting period in California. And Which what I are don't they know checking go- your record? Is- I don't know. I don't know if it's that they're checking my documentation because I did have to fill out about twenty pieces of paper and give my thumbprint <laughs> and uh, take some tests, which was like bullshit easy. Um, like, what, what were the questions on the test? Oh, stupid shit! Like, you know, should you a never assume a, gun- a handgun is loaded? <laughs> b always assume a handgun is loaded. <laughs> C you know, put it in your mouth and pull the trigger to check or something like that. <laughs> Or, you know, you know, where should you keep your handgun? In the toy box, in the baby's crib, <laughs> you know, locked up in the closet. Yeah, but dude, are there people, like, what are they trying to do? Weed out the people with Down syndrome trying to buy guns? No, here's what happens. I'll give you a little civics lesson. <laughs> so somebody in the government, the state government, says, it's too easy to buy a gun. And then somebody else goes, yeah, people should have to get a license to buy a gun. And then somebody else goes, okay, well, they should take a test. And then, like, after several compromises, the test becomes so easy that it's just, why even have the fucking test? It's just a pointless formality. Yeah. But you got to give, you know, your social security number and, and fill out all this bullshit, your driver's license number. So they could very well be checking my criminal record right now. Because you also have to answer all these questions about if you if you're currently have a restraining order against you, <laughs> if you've ever been convicted of a felony, if you're an illegal immigrant. So how does the process work? You walk into the shop, say, raise your hand. I want to buy a gun. Go up to the, the shopkeeper. Yeah. I was and he ho- gives you this test. I was hoping there'd be nobody in there, right? So I could just go in and be like, I'd like to buy a gun, please. <laughs> what? Dude, it's uh, almost, I'd like to buy a gun, please. It's almost akin to buying you know, a porno mag or something. Right, you and know? you've never done it before. And, yeah. and, and similarly, now if I ever went back in, I would feel much more comfortable because I already know the process. You'd just walk in with your chest out, swagger. Yeah, or I would just go back to the same like to place. Buy a gun there, like, boss. Hey, dudes. Remember me? They're Wackerly like, here. Dirty Wackerly. <laughs> I'd have my, gun, have my gun out, spinning on my finger. Dude, you got to start talking like... Yeah, I need a gun. Give well, me that just gun. a couple more years of smoking, and that's what I'm going to sound like. But, uh, but in fact, there were tons of people in there, and it's like tons of jackasses. I mean, wow, dude! I, I didn't you know think... what I imagine it's like? I imagine it's like, something I've never done is gone to like Guitar Center. Oh yeah, there's a lot of jackasses guitar, there. Right? Oh yeah, there's a lot of jackasses in Guitar do, Center. When you don't know anything about guitars, like you bought a guitar from Guitar Center, right? The bass you used to have. Yeah, yeah. No, no I bought that guitar center. So didn't you go in there like, I want a guitar, but I don't know what to ask for. I know I'm going to look like a fucking idiot. No, you get assailed by the uh, the, the, the representative sales reps. Like, they just come maybe in and attack di- you. Maybe like, it's they swarm you. Then. Maybe it's different. But at the same time. But you're at their mercy, right? Like, they could tell you anything because you don't know anything about guitars, and you'd just be like, well, okay. Well, at the same time, you can go there and you can play the guitar even if you suck where it's like you can't just grab the gun and start shooting to yeah. test it out but but here's what's similar to guitar center that you've told me and other people there's tons of idiots in the gun store just like handling the guns and like seriously like some thugged out homies came in they're like oh check this out bro and they're like all side arming it and you can tell the guys behind the counter are like jesus christ and they know you know they know these dudes aren't gonna buy anything 
Uh, and then there's other dudes in there, like gun nerds, like some guy you can tell is an accountant just or something. Handgun just enthusiast. Like, yeah, handgun enthusiast. So it's totally like I, I totally feel self-conscious now. And the, the dudes, yeah, he sees me and says, you're next. <laughs> Did you have to wait in line? I mean. No, it, it's and it's also very small. It's like this little tiny place. So you're sort of like milling around trying to like look at stuff. You have no <laughs> idea what the fuck it is anyways. <laughs> And yeah, then the finally the guy's like, "Hey, okay, you, you know, you were the last one, you know, the next one to come in or whatever." So what'd you say? Like, I know nothing about guns, and but I want to buy one today. Yeah, pretty much. I was a little hungover too, so I came out more like thinking about buying a gun. What do you want it for? Home defense, which is a weird thing to say, right? Some dude's going to break into my house and I'm going to blow him away. Like, who the fuck am I? Were you like, give me the most powerful handgun you can give me. <laughs> I'm really paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> I hate my neighbor and I'm a little depressed. So, so what did he, did he like bring out an array of guns or did no, he just say, are you should an, pick this one? there are an array of guns or under the counter. Uh, and like I said, I already pretty much knew what he want, I wanted and he pulled out what I thought I wanted. So, and it was on sale. How, how much was it? Uh, I think I got out the door cause you got to pay for like the test. There's a fee for that. You pay for this lock thing that you put through the barrel when you're not using it. You pay uh dealer handling. I think I got out of there for like seven twenty or something. Seven twenty. Wow. Yeah. seems kind of high. Do you think if you bought it in the Midwest, it'd be a bit cheaper? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so it's kind of like California. Laws. It's California. It's all this like you know added regulation and stuff. Like I think I paid. I don't. Know, I don't. Know. I'd have to go look at the receipt. But there there are fees associated with all this fucking. Pay- it took me. I was there for like two hours because all this paperwork. Wow, I mean, you had to take tests and fill and out all this background information. They gotta like, they gotta, like Xerox all your shit and put Retina it in their scan. File. Pretty much, yeah, thumbprint for sure. So so tell me, like in California, can you ever get a concealed weapons permit if you're not? A police officer, or like an FBI agent. Um, if you're a politician, <laughs> if you're a politician, so like, Sean Penn has one. Remember, he got his gun stolen in Berkeley. Oh yeah, I do remember that. You have to be like have influence with somebody in politics. Or I heard, I hear if if you're like a jewelry dealer, like for example, all those Hasids. <laughs> so all the Hasids are packing. Yeah, because you tell you know you sign up and you say, look, I carry like. Tens of thousands of dollars. I got my diamonds, you know. Yeah, so I'm a hard, a soft target. Come on, Murray. Yeah, without a gun. Give me a deal. Without a gun, I'm a soft target. But, like, yeah, just somebody like me, no. So, what what about a carry permit where you can just carry it in the the open with a holster? They don't do that either? No. I think you just carry it. So, you would, are you planning on carrying the gun with you on your person? Like every day? No. No, just, I mean, are, are you going to be like. Just when I'm drinking. <laughs> That's it. I promise. See, so my next question is kind of leads right no, into I'll it. I'll probably never carry it. But if, if there was a riot in Oakland and I had to get out of town. So where are you going to keep it? It's going to be out in my hand. <laughs> but where, where are you going to keep it, though, when you're not, you know, at a shooting range or you're not like drunk caressing it in your lap? Under my pillow. <laughs> no, seriously, are you going to keep it under the, <laughs> under the pillow in the bed? No, I don't think so. But this is a consideration that you're going to, you know, you have to you have no, to have. I'll have it's going to there's like I said, there's this there's this cable that you put through the barrel and then through the chamber and it has a lock on it. Dude, I'm so never spending the night at your house again. Like when we get drunk cuz I can see, like I'll piss you off and then you'll pull out the gun. <laughs> you want to be like, it's going to be out cuz we're going to be like, dude, it's so sweet. <laughs> Let me check it out, dude. What's this thing? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, so, and then it'll be in a locked box. So are you planning on naming this weapon? 
I haven't thought about it. Because don't Maybe people name their guns? Listener, listener, listener contest. Name Wackerly's gun. I kind of like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I have no idea. I haven't thought about it. If I can give any of my suggestions, I say either Matlock, Chachi, or Jan Michael Vincent. I like Matlock. <laughs> I kind of like Matlock. What about uh, Old Ironsides? Nah, it's kind of gay. No, I'm you, thinking of... Uh, never mind. Are you supposed to name it after a woman, though? Like Geraldine or something? I don't know. I don't Josephine? know. Josephine? Maybe. Brosephine? Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know exactly how it works. But one thing I think, either maybe we'll start the Name Wackerly's Gun competition, or how it about this? It's kind of boring, actually. How about this? Think. Let's start a betting pool as to how long it will be Which before... Which limb goes first? Yeah, as to how long it will be till Wackerly gets that's really better, wasted, discharges his firearm into his foot. Or I'm, ball. Or balls. I'm, I'm going to say you'll blow hand. off the big toe in three months from now. Come on, six months. Dude. Six months? All right, all right. But dude, I don't you, even get it for another week. Yeah, but you drink a lot. <laughs> You know, I I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll put the, we'll pose this question to the forum betting pool going right now. How long will it be to Wackerly blows off a limb or an right. appendage? Yeah, but no, but we're all gonna get. You're gonna come shooting with me. So, oh, dude, uh, you know I'm I'm actually looking forward so to it. You might blow something off too. No, well, not if we're at the range. You'll you know, it'll be on my brothers. best behavior. <laughs> The next picture you see of uh, Wankley and myself, we're just gonna be all like, I'll and be missing one an eye. Gone, yeah. <laughs> my half my ear is just missing. Yeah, I don't know. Good times. Well, Wankley, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm glad you bought the gun. Do you feel more like? I mean, you don't have it yet, but yeah. do you feel more secure? No, I don't have it. Yet. Do you do you think you're gonna feel more masculine though? Uh, I do feel a little more mad. <laughs> That's good. That's Mainly good. because I'd been such a bitch for the last. You know, I've been talking about this forever and just Dude, been, been I mean, a bitch about it. People in the forum it. have been calling you out, so I yeah, think that it's was about the, fucking that was the time. fourth convergence. I was tired, <laughs> tired of getting shit. Well, when the uh, Oakland riots happen, you'll be prepared. That's a good thing. What about just the overall apocalypse, the global warming apocalypse? Yeah, that's true. The earthquake that might happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're I'm, you're definitely gonna be more prepared than I'm me. Be ready. I just have my nunchucks. <laughs> So Together, pe- <laughs> we'll be unstoppable. <laughs> so, people, this is uh, episode 158 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Last week, we did our three-year anniversary show, 157. So it was kind of a special show. So I'm going to do a quick recap. We are of this. no longer anonymous. Yeah, we're no longer anonymous. We, you saw our true identities. Um, but uh, you, you can actually, if you haven't seen it yet, go to the website. You can see some pictures. Um, but I want to do a quick recap of uh, 156. We never actually tallied up the results of those stories so wackily i did a story about a shit terror at sixteen thousand feet remember oh, the yeah. guy that beat yeah. up the steward covering yeah. his own feces well and then the stewards had to beat the shit out of him right yeah or like the the, the passengers, passengers uh, yeah. wackily you did a story about um a dirty old lady's retarded feet that just fused together with a shoe and uh listeners send in a story about old-fashioned adelaide australia genital burning and believe the it or balls not balls are always touching Oh, yeah, in Adelaide. Believe it or not, you actually came in the victor by a long shot here. You came in with 112 votes. Lister came in second with 83, and I came in third with 61. I think you actually won. The voting was skewed because of that picture yeah. of the woman's feet. I didn't feet. post all the pictures. That was just one of the pictures. But that picture was just nasty. I think it just kind of skewed the voting altogether. It's a altogether. sideways big toe toenail. Ah, it was disgusting. So you won, so you get the Tecante for this week. Well, we'll see what happens with uh, episode 158. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes, winner gets a case of beer. Throw in a wild card with a listener submission, which you can either submit directly on the forum or to Sick and Wrong Podcast at uh, Hotmail.com. 
I don't remember who started last week, but Wackley, why don't, why don't you kick off uh, episode 158 with your story? It seems there was a four alarm blaze in January on, on January seventh in Carroll Township, which I think is in Philadelphia. Although I'm I'm really not sure. Carroll sure. Township. Carroll Township, Philadelphia. Let's just say for shits and giggles. Um, before the fire, the resident of the house, Dr. Stephen M. Rydeski Jr., uh, asked his daughter, adult daughter, by the way, she's 32, if she would like to eat. Well, I don't want to put words into his mouth. He asked his daughter to eat a brownie. Not if she would like to eat a brownie, but would you eat this brownie uh, before she flew off the couch and came at the 60-year-old, uh, 60-ish-year-old man? I'm not Dude, exactly but, sure. I mean, that's such a benign action. He's giving his daughter a brownie. Was it not a pot really brownie? asking her to eat a brownie. Was he for, I mean, was he asking her, like, bitch, you better eat this fucking brownie? Or is like, hey, baby, would you like a brownie? My sweet, think, lovely daughter. I don't think waspy Dr. Stephen M. Rydetsky <laughs> Jr. says bitch anything. <laughs> okay, I didn't know he was a doctor. Yeah, Dr. Stephen M. Rydetsky Jr. And, and look at the house. It's this huge white farmhouse. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, what I, what I don't get is it's such a benign... You right. know, action. I don't Here's know why. Here's what I think. There were nuts on the thing. <laughs> you oh. know how some people are with nuts? Some people have an aversion to nuts. Some people do not like nuts on their brownies because uh, she came off the, her, the couch at him, and during the exchange, Stephanie Ann Rydeski picked up her father's cane and smashed him in the face. Jesus. Splitting open his lips. So she really doesn't like nuts on her brownies. She then ran into the kitchen to grab a knife, police said. Uh, later that day, uh, Rydeski was found, the, the younger female Rydeski, 32, was found wandering around, uh, Orbank Road in Carroll Township, which I guess is, uh, oh, that's where this happened, as the family home was burning. <laughs> okay, so she not only smashed a cane in her father's face, she lit Grabbed the home on fire. At one point. And then torched the place. And torched the place. <laughs> she would later tell investigators she wanted to commit suicide by setting herself on fire, although she didn't admit to setting the house on fire. <laughs> so what about Mommy? What about Mommy Wydeski? What was she doing? It doesn't say. I mean, I did she burn dead. up in the blaze? Maybe. Maybe they haven't found her yet. The fire was determined to be intentionally set in the master bedroom at the east end of the home. I mean, that just tells you something. We're not talking about a trailer here. No, this <laughs> the is the east end of the trailer. This sounds like a Victorian mansion here. No, well, I mean, it's, it's an like, old, that's actually uh, like one of those southern it's a Frank Lloyd Wright homes farmhouse, which was built in the 1860s. Okay, so this we're, is, and we're not talking about Amish people here either. I mean, this is like an updated antique. These people are well off. Yeah, uh, just the damage alone it was estimated at four hundred thousand dollars. I assume the, the the home is probably worth like two million. Uh, and like I said, it was determined to be intentionally set in the be master bedroom at the east end of the home where uh, an open flame was used to ignite combustible material, which is so probably the, the sheet or something. So the daughter here is completely mental. When interviewed by investigators, the daughter, Stephanie, Stephanie, you gotta yeah, watch now, out for yeah, people named Stephanie. Be wary of anyone named Stephanie. It's like, seriously, you start hearing that, yeah. that yeah. psycho noise. Like a pterodactyl's uh, squawk shriek yeah um stephanie rydeski did not say she started the fire but sa did say she wanted to commit suicide either by a drug overdose or by setting herself on fire now i, I assume a drug overdose not by like a pot brownie 
But, but dude, probably not with a brownie at all. Well, she doesn't I, seem to like them. What I don't understand, what this story is lacking, is a little more of like foundation development here. Like, what what prompted her to do this? Well, I told you it was the brownie. The, okay, but I mean, the, the woman's mental. I mean, there's got to be an issue with the brownie. Why why would the brownie spur such um, rage? Okay, I see where you're going with this. You, you know what Brown, I think? Brownie, daddy's giving me a brownie. Dad, daddy's giving me one in the brownie. I think what happened is daddy would... Give her the brownie when she was a little girl, and then With a fuck her in the in brownie. It. And then, exactly, and then, like, uh, take her anal virginity. And I think what happened, years of abuse caused her to fly into the psychotic rage. Uh, well, it's worth investigating. I mean, you I'm should, no Dr. Phil here. Maybe you should go, I don't know, consult with the Carroll Township uh, Police Department. I, I don't know. My, my, my theories might hold true. Seriously, because brownies don't make people go off like that. Well, it's the nuts on the brownies. It's the nuts on the brownies that cause someone nuts. to, yeah. They, they, like somebody gives you a good ass brownie and then you're like, what the fuck is this? Dude, Walnuts. An, another Shitty. reacts to nuts. So did the, the, the father die? Did he die? No, actually he just has a smash, sp- smash, face smashed open. And uh, like I said, there's a $400,000 in damage to the stone farmhouse, which is, uh, you know, irreplaceable. It was a, built in the 1860s. You know, it, it's good to know that, uh, Wackerly, you're back in form here. This is a typical Wackerly story. Not necessarily all that sick and wrong, but just bizarre. <laughs> Thanks for the backhanded uh, yeah. help on that. So that's why I'm giving it the, a three star. She, she did smash <laughs> him in the face with his own cane. No one died. Smash him in the face with a cane. And the house burned down. But still, no one died. Right. Brownie. <laughs> probably got it in the brownie all right the, she he probably gave it to her in the brownie with the cane you get a 3.5 for that one all right i give it a four all right well Just we'll try we'll, and help myself out we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one you know wackily we're probably gonna get a bunch of brownies in the mail now good job and uh, I'll never, i actually would appreciate that i, I do like brownies. dude i'll never no fucking nuts i'll never eat any food stuff sent to us by any listener it's probably a good practice. <laughs> Beer, yes. Alcohol. Food stuffs, no. Alcohol. Yeah, alcohol for sure. Right. It kills Definitely. the germs and the bad thing. My story here for episode 158 involves a father who chained his daughter to her bed to stop her from eating. Oh. So, Wackerly, did your parents ever put you... It relates you... to my story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of... Uh, but Instead of giving his daughter a brownie... He's preventing, preventing her from, her eating, from a eating a brownie. But I think the character, the, the character, the victim here, my story, has more of a cause to smash her father's face in with a cane than yours does. Uh-huh. But, we'll, but that remains to be determined. So, Wackerly, did your parents ever put you on a diet when you were a kid? God, no. No? I mean, were you ever no. an obese kid? I think my parents would have like sent me to a psychologist if I would have gone on a diet when I was a kid. So, but I mean, were, did you did you were you did you live in one of those households where you weren't allowed to have like Captain Crunch or Fruit Loops or like Fruity Pebbles? You had to have like you know oh, really yeah, healthy we had, a, we, had that, we had all that shit. Yeah, exactly. Like my, I had so much garbage growing up. I'm surprised I don't have diabetes. But how come we and didn't... I and my house was a clean your plate plate house. So like wh- you're not leaving the table till you finish all your fucking food. So why didn't we have child? Why was why was childhood obesity not an epidemic when we were kids? I'll like in the eighties. I'll why? tell you why. Because video games, as great as they were, and even though we grew up on them and they were so awesome back then, they fucking sucked. I mean, how how long can you sit there and play 
fucking ColecoVision. Sh- yeah, or that <laughs> shitty version of Pac-Man that's not even as good as the real Pac-Man. Or uh, what was that Atari Combat, Combat that just looked like two blips? It was great, <laughs> and you, we would play it for like an hour and a half. But after that, even when you're eight, you're like, this, like, this let's is go pretty play. I'd rather boring. play basketball. Yeah. But now... Or, you know, go out in the woods and... I mean, I wasn't playing basketball. I was out in the woods looking for, like, dirty, rotten porn mags. Or shooting BB guns yeah, at, like, at uh, retarded kids. Yeah. yeah. No, but seriously. No, I mean, we. Do, I think we spent a lot more time outdoors. Right. There was no internet, remember? Yeah, no, there's no internet. There's no MySpace, no Facebook. Yeah, no online No sexting. Porn. Like, yeah, you, exactly. You had to go find some, like, little girl to play doctor with. Or, like I said, yeah. go look for porno mags that were hidden that in tattered stumps. porn rag that you found in, like that you know that mildewed box in the woods exactly but no you know and then you see like video games like on the xbox 360 or whatever it's like yeah dude i would have been sitting at home shoving doritos in my face as well right if they had that when i was you know eight years old right now i would probably weigh 250 to 270 well guarantee i guarantee you well not if robert blue is your father Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> what did so, Rob, can I get to the story? So my story you, happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I was just setting up the premise here. My, my story happened in uh, Las Vegas. A uh, Las Vegas Valley father here allegedly chained his daughter to her bed. Police said Robert Blue shackled his daughter because he felt she was overweight. If you look at the picture, I'll have to show you the picture. We'll post it on the site. He looks a lot like Santa. He's got a big beard, big white beard. Is he fat? He's kind of fat himself. Yeah, I wonder how much Robert Hypocrite. Blue weighs. Yeah, total. Uh, on and off for well, two but days. Well, to be fair, I mean, men don't have to be fat. <laughs> no, dude. I'm they don't gonna... need to find a husband. Dude, we could, but the thing is, we could have a gut and still attract a woman. Because a lot of girls are like, yeah, I kind of like a gut on a guy. Well, more to the point, I kind of like a guy's money and don't give a fuck what the hell he looks like. Yeah, okay, exactly. <laughs> it's like they're not looking at the size of your gut. They're looking at the size wallet. of your wallet. Totally, which does matter. So on and off for uh, two days here at a time, Blue's 15-year-old daughter was chained to her bed. She was found beaten and in tears, all because Blue thought she was overweight. So Blue here is 53 years old. He was arrested for beating his daughter with a wooden stick and kicking her. How old is she? 15 years old. Uh, in 53 the, with a 15-year-old. So what is that? So he was... He was like in his 30s. Yeah, I guess that's normal. Yeah, it's... it's, it's it's normal for a man. In the arrest report, Blue told police his daughter was chained to her bed to keep her out of the kitchen and from overeating. So if you ask me, the best intentions were there. Yeah. He obviously you cared. You have a vendetta against fat children. Okay, I do have, you know, I do have a very stern outlook on childhood obesity. Now, do you hold it against the children or the parents? Both. <laughs> Seriously, you got this glutton as a kid that doesn't know any better, and then you got these parents that are obese. That's right, American but culture. Say, but to say that the child doesn't know any better, then you really can't cast blame on him. It is. I, I guess I fault. cast aspersions it's on the, the fruity, parents. It's the fruity pebbles' fault. It's it's the fr- it's the combination the Twinkies, the, <laughs> the fruity ho-hos, pebbles, but it's also the, the parents fried that chicken, it, But it's the parents the that allow the kid to sit there and shove all this junk food in his face while sitting there watching TV and playing video games, watching reality program. Watching. If I was that parent, I'd have my Fat poking stick, first of all, and I'd poke that little fucker to get outside and like run around the backyard or something. Tethered swimming. I don't care. Something. Tethered swimming? What the fuck is that? (laughs) You know, you like swim in place. (laughs) You tie him to the wall. (laughs) You never did that as a child? You never heard of it. The rabbi is a huge proponent of tethered swimming. I don't want to get into it. I'm scarred for life. (laughs) What's the tether made of? Foreskins? (laughs) 
<laughs> Yamakas. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, his best intentions were there. He didn't want a fatty fat fat for a daughter. How embarrassing do you have to be as a parent walking around with this big fat gastropod? Yeah. How embarrassing must it be, though, to, to be a parent with this big fat overweight slob I don't think of you a know child? What a gastropod means. <laughs> Regardless, whatever. <laughs> sounds like a big fat kid. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> No, but I mean, you got this sow bag that you're like walking around and it's just like, yeah, this is my kid. Basically, that just, that's evidence right there. That's manifest shitty parenting. If you have a fit trim kid that's like... What if you have like, a kid that has tattoos all over his body? <laughs> well, that's a different story altogether. What if you have a daughter with like a pterodactyl like shrieky voice? And with that IBS, son who does nothing but smoke cigarettes and play Xbox all day. Wackily, your your thinly veiled insults (laughs) on my family here are unheeded and completely out of place. I'm saying my parents are nothing but proud of me. Yeah, could could you imagine though? I mean, I would be embarrassed. That's why I don't really fault Robert. Okay, for beating his daughter with a wooden stick. Yeah, poking fine, beating and kicking her. That's. You know, I, I can understand you that's a little bit out of line. Yeah, but but seriously, dude, he was upset because his daughter weighed around 165 pounds and she was only 5'2". Wait, five... wait, wait, what? She weighed around 165 pounds. She was only 5'2". 5'2", 165. That's not that bad. Slob. We're dude, not talking about, like, uh, Michelin Man type weight. What, what are you saying? That it, What's your line here? 220? Is that your line of demarcation of fat no, pig I'm versus... Once, I mean, she's not. She could use. She could lose some weight, but I, she's not p- past the point of no return. Is what I'm saying. Wackily, the Olsen and twins. And she could have huge tits. The Olsen twins are over five foot two. They're like five five, and they weigh much less than one sixty five. <laughs> Put together. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why this girl's a fat pig. So Blue wanted her to weigh between one hundred and forty and one hundred forty five pounds, explaining th- that that was her fighting weight if she did mixed martial arts. If she did mixed martial arts. Which she doesn't, but I mean, that's a good way to gauge your daughter's fighting weight. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. So he had been chaining his daughter to the bed with a padlock and chain since uh, last November when he said he found pea and corn containers in her room. Well, obviously there's pea. She's chained to the bed. Where is she supposed to pee? Peas. Pea and corn containers. She was eating peas and corn. (laughs) Not urine. (laughs) Not urine containing piss. Yeah. Well, the corn might have come out the other end. But what I don't understand is, dude, I could see if uh, he had found like a bag of Doritos and some Ho-Hos or something. Oh, no. I see where you're going with this. Peas and corn? Yeah. Now now your food chain is being insulted (laughs) because this is what you eat for lunch, right? (laughs) Peas and carrots out of a little Tupperware. I've seen your sad lunches that you pack to work. And a can of tuna. But, um... He said that he had found that uh, his daughter had found a way around the chains that were on the pantry and the refrigerator over the past few months. So, I mean, she was a crafty little fat girl. Like, she had found her ways around the chains in the pantry and were sneaking up cans of corn. I really think this guy is uh, completely off base. First of all, she's husky. She's not fat. Like you said, she's only 160 and 5'2. She um, can break the bonds of chains magically and they live in vegas so he has mentioned mixed martial arts i don't think having a couple extra pounds is necessarily a bad thing in mixed martial arts five there's always two. the uh casino bouncing industry uh i think a 165 <laughs> two girl would do very well at and she can like 
you know, magically get around padlocks and chains, she, you know, she could be a Vegas stage act right there. She's not going to be. She's not going to be a showgirl. She's not going to be a fucking rockette here, okay, right. Wackerly? That's 165 new- pounds, she's five foot right. two. She's foregoing one job for just three jobs that I mentioned. And I even mentioned chef Dude, she's at, too, a, at a Las Vegas casino she's restaurant. She's too big to be even a casino dealer. Okay, 160 jobs <laughs> she can't do because she can't fit in that little horseshoe shaped table is that what you're saying see i completely disagree i completely disagree with you i think i'm up dude if you can name off more jobs than i can name then you win but you're, right now dude, you're she's losing too fat to, to even two. wear a mcdonald's uniform well you can't just bring up any job that could happen anywhere we're talking about vegas centric jobs which is where she lives she's no siegfried and roy that's all i gotta say houdini the fat female who did it. She can't get into a chain refrigerator. <laughs> so yeah, you, maybe you got a point there. Well, Blue said he uh, stated he didn't think he had committed a crime and that he was acting in his daughter's best interests. Uh, Blue was charged with false imprisonment, child endangerment, and child abuse. Uh, there had been no word yet on whether or not Blue's wife knew what was going on, which I find surprising right. being that the refrigerator is padlocked yeah. at night. Where's our daughter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's out at a friend's. Uh, you, you mean the fat girl? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Couldn't, can't say her. Uh, there's been no word on the 15-year-old's condition. She was rushed to a university medical center. Blue told police he used to hit his children with a stick as a training tool. And he does have a prior history of child abuse. So yeah. I, I, I guess he is in the wrong because he had child abuse. But, dude, is there anything wrong with having a stick as a training tool? Well, stick, I mean, that's such a poor reporting word. Because stick can mean many things. Dude, Robert, it can mean a switch, like a hickory switch, which everybody's been beat with. What well, I'm not okay. recently, but I think when I grew up, right? what I'm talking about, or is it can mean stick. like a broom handle. Yeah, like what? That's what I what I would use a broom handle with like some you know rubber bit or fabric softener or something on one end. Fabric point, softener. Well, do you know a soft end, <laughs> a like soft piece of fabric, a soft fa- piece fabric of fabric, softener. whatever you can wrap up yeah. fabric or not something. Bounce. Not bounce, but I mean, okay, a soft piece of fabric on one end, felt or something, right. to poke out so the fat areas marks. on your children. Poke yeah. or point? Point out, poke, whatever. <laughs> You'd poke the kid to point out the fat areas that she needs to work on. When do you stop? Well, when you chain her to the bed so she's not getting <laughs> into the refrigerator and stealing, you know, Doritos. Once you feel like rib cage while you're poking, then you know that you've poked enough. Spare the poking stick, spoil the child. <laughs> You're not going to have a fat kid. Dude, if I had kids, which I wouldn't because they'd be retarded and I'd have to be, you know, I'd have to just deal with them being fat because they're retarded anyway. Yeah, but you could adopt. (laughs) But all I'm saying, if I had kids, they wouldn't be obese pigs. They would learn to eat right. Uh Mandatory vegetarian. So so in that that (laughs) respect, I really don't see all that much sticking wrong with this story. You have similar parenting techniques. And, And soccer moms, children, we've seen pictures, are thin. Well, Thin, like, svelte like kids, very attractive. Old. Dude, there's eight-year-olds in this country that uh, weigh probably more than you do. Uh, I would say that might be. Tr- that's probably true, actually. So, in 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 conclusion, here, Robert Blue was doing his fight, doing his part to fight childhood obesity, and I don't find all that much sick and wrong about this story. I mean, I mean, you might because he chained his daughter and poked her with a poking. Yeah, stick. Yeah, I think you backed yourself in a corner, and I think I've said this before when you do these uh, stories about fat children that you seem to love. Is you go on and on about how what happened is not sick, so why should anybody vote for your story? Well, I imagine there are going to be some people out there that will be enraged and will say, you know what, D, 
you're way off base with this one. You're wrong. So it you is want them sick. to vote against you? That you're you're sick I, for your take on it? You know, I you're def- sick for siding with the perpetrator of this heinous crime. Well, I defy their skewed sensibilities, and they can vote any way they want. But I'm saying, you know, I I, I could see how someone would find this article to be sick. I'm giving it a three point seven five. I'm giving it a four and a quarter because, yeah, I think he, I, she's 160 and she's 15 and she's 5'4", whatever you said. You know, not that bad. A rare show of pathos here on the uh, the, the part of uh, Lance Wackerly. I'm surprised. I, just, I don't like uh, anorexic chicks. Ever since you got the gun. Okay. <laughs> you, no, no. Is that why? Because you don't want to. Uh... I mean, a lot more red meat. I like, I like the curvy chicks, American Heartland, corn-fed bitches. <laughs> All I have to say is his daughter needs to find a mate eventually, and he can't have the girl at 15 weighing 165 pounds. Dude, shotgun wedding. She's gonna <laughs> Shotgun live, wedding. She's going to live in a trailer. I'll find a man for her. If, if he gun. keeps her on this path of overeating, she's going to end up in the trailer park, and he's going to have to support her family. I'm telling you, she has multiple career options. Looking in, out for her best Vegas. interest. Well, we'll see what the listeners have to say about that one. Um, the listener submission actually came from last week. It's a story that we can't really pass up, and uh, I don't know. I kind of feel obligated to do it. It's a great story anyway. Yeah, so we, I cannot pass it like my hardened stool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's also impassable. Um, the this story was sent in by about 40 people, and I'm going to give it, you know, we're egalitarian here, to the first person to send it in, a guy by the name of Noah. He goes, just in case no one beat me to it, I also posted on the forum. Should I get the credit? My screen name is Nestor Burma, uh, which you should credit. What does that I, mean? I, I have no idea what Nestor Burma means. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, hard to think something sicker or wronger has happened, but who knows? Well, you know, who does know? Sick or wrong things happen all the time. Texas death row inmate pulls out eye and eats it. This happened in Houston, Texas. A uh, inmate who, who was on the uh, Texas death row with a history of mental problems pulled out his only good eye and told authorities that he had ate, eaten it. <laughs> did you see a picture of this dude? I think I did, but I forgot what he looks like. So the, the picture of him has him with his eye still intact, but one eye is just kind of missing. It looks like he's winking. What happened to the other eye? Well, uh, let me get to that. Andre <laughs> Thomas here, 25 years old, so 25, has no eyes now, was arrested for the fatal stabbings of his estranged wife, their young son, and her 13-month-old daughter. This is back in 2004. Wow. Um, their hearts were, had also been ripped out. He was convicted and condemned for the infant's death. While in Grayson County Jail... In what Sherman, about the other two deaths? I th- I, you know, I mean, they must have piled that on top of it. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Okay. While in uh, Grayson County Jail in Sherman, Texas... Thomas plucked out his right eye before his trial in 2004. A judge, this was the prior. This was the other the prior eye. offense. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he's been on death row for like four years, and he just got the good eye. He's quite crafty. It's you know, it's if you want to because prove, I was gonna say once you're on death row and about to get executed, now is not the time to pull your eye out. No. The time to pull your eye out before trial to prove how crazy you are. But you're, that's what you're saying happened. Well, you know, you think about it. It's like, what, what do you want to do? Rub feces all over your, your face? Throw feces at the defendants? Or Both. You know, the, the prosecutors? Everything. <laughs> but, but this dude, I mean, this dude went, you know, the whole nine yards. He pulled yeah. his eye out. And it still didn't work and beyond. Him, right? Texas. He's still on death row. A judge subsequently <clears throat> hey, ruled he was United competent to Kingdom, stand trial. United Kingdom, take note. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's no pansy UK justice going on here. Yeah. I can see you're motherfucking crazy, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So uh, judge found that he was competent to stand trial and he was condemned to be executed in uh, March 2004. And he's been on death row for the past four years. So just this uh, past week, a death row officer uh, found Thomas in his cell with blood on his face and took him to the infirmary. Thomas said that he pulled his eye out and subsequently ingested it. I'm sure he was that articulate when he said it. Um, he was treated at the medical center and then was transferred to Jester Unit, which is a prison psychiatric facility just uh, south of Houston. I like how they call it the Jester Unit. Yeah. Um, he will finally... You shall be presented to the governor of Texas <laughs> and make him laugh. That's your new job. Uh, says Bobby Peterson Kate, his uh, trial attorney, said he will finally his name, be able... His trial attorney's name is Bobby, Bobby Peterson Kate? Bobby. Bobby Peterson Bobby. Kate? Uh, that's a common name there in Texas. It's just like the three first names, or I guess the middle ones. I picture his trial name. attorney to be that clova killer guy that calls us faggots every now and then. <laughs> that guy's a stevedore, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he ain't no faggot-ass lawyer. He'll finally be able to receive the mental health care that we had wanted and begged for from day one. He's insane and mentally ill. Is exactly the same reason he pulled out the last one, which is referring wait, wait, to he, his so other wait, now eye. he's no longer on death row? He's no, he's been transferred to a psychiatric facility. What the fuck? He has no eyes. So? But he's going to be dead soon. That's probably you, why he did it. He's pissed off. You, he's like, I, the only reason I pulled out my eyes because I knew I was going to be dead. Now you're going to keep me around? This fucking sucks. I don't know, dude. I, you know, I, I imagine that there's some semblance of mental illness when you pull your fucking eye out and eat it. Yeah, what, what, but... What's, what's same, what Most people on death row would be like, yeah, I'd rather have lethal injection. Fuck it. Yeah, and I can't imagine being in the cell next to that guy in death row is very much fun either. No. <laughs> I imagine you wouldn't have much to talk oh, about. Oh, you're, you're not going to. Oh, dude. Now you're going to put it in your. Oh, <laughs> not, Jesus, not in your dude. mouth. Uh, this uh, is cruel and unusual <laughs> to fucking look at this guy all day. Thomas does not have an execution date anymore. Uh, so apparently back. So was Eyeball his uh, actual last meal request? <laughs> My own eye. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it was on his own volition here. <laughs> so in 2004, um, he killed his uh, third or uh, his estranged wife, 13 month old. Uh, he also killed his wife, Laura Christian Bourne, and their four year old son, Andre Lee. Thomas then walked into the Sherman Police Department, told the dispatcher that he had just murdered the three, and then stabbed himself in the chest. He then told police how he put the victim's hearts in his pocket, left their apartment, took them home, put them in a plastic bag, and threw the hearts in the trash. Uh, courses- <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm beginning to think this guy really is crazy. I think he's a little loony. I think he's a little wacky. Yeah. A little off. Uh, court do- documents describe the three victims as, as having large gaping wounds to their chests. They never found know. the hearts, I assume. They never found That's the kind hearts. Of the, the reason they point out the gaping wounds. So, you know, it's difficult when you have a story like this with such egregious crimes here to not give it a five star. It's getting a five for me. Yeah, you know, dude, I mean, not only... I would have given it less when I thought he was sort of gaming the system. Like, yeah, I can pull out my own eye because I'm hardcore, but the Ziploc bag thing and then right in the trash. Yeah, but... but, you, but <laughs> Why'd you take him home, dude? <laughs> but, you know, on top What's of... What's wrong with you? The anal retentive <laughs> serial killer? But on top of that, dude, had this guy just murdered his wife and his two kids or whatever and ripped their hearts out yeah, and threw the hearts out in the trash. I'd have given a five star for that. Yeah. On top of it, he ripped out both eyeballs. On separate occasions. Separate occasions. Yeah. Yeah, this I is if definitely he tried a five to eat star. The, what did he do with the first one he ripped out? 
probably threw it at the prosecuting the attorney. The bailiff. <laughs> yeah, the judge. The bailiff. <laughs> the judge is just like, Dick, you're you're getting executed now. Yeah. Oh, I hate you. I fucking hate you. I hate you. You crazy motherfucker. We'll have to see what the listening audience has to say about these stories. Go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 158. <laughs> Feel free to call the Sick and Wrong Junk Dial line. You think that dial a slut chick is a baby? Two oh six 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 three eight four six. Can I help you, sir? Well, actually, uh, it is the end of the show. Thank the uh, tragic conclusion, and uh, as usual, we get the phone calls. The sick and wrong hotline. People can call the hotline at two oh six 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 three eight four six. You can email us at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail dot com, and now. If you live in a, a foreign land, you can Skype us, which I think the Skype is just Sick and Wrong Podcast. Yeah. So um, You can Skype us. You can Skype us, yeah. We're paying for the Skype. You're paying for the Skype. I'm paying for the Skype, and I noticed... The Skype was requested by listeners from foreign countries. And I noticed this week... How many calls did we get on Skype this week? This week, we got zero calls. Oh, good job, guys. Thanks so, a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not going to keep that Skype open much longer until I start getting some calls from you You've fucking had, foreign bastards. You had to pay for three months, didn't you, in advance? So we have it three months right if now. If they want it up after three months, they better start fucking calling in and plenty. I might have had to pay for it, but I don't have to keep checking it. <laughs> That's true. All right? Yeah. So people, Skype us, call us, email us. I want, like, some Skypes like, Are you from the Ukraine? I am your fucking fan, <laughs> Sergi, from Ukraine. <laughs> So, uh, Wackerly, uh, well, you know, let's get to uh, call number one here. Hey, Lance. I thought it would be funny to call you whilst slapping someone in the face. Okay. Yeah. 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 It has been done. See you later. <laughs> I was pretty amazed by that. Actually. How very jackass. No, I mean, uh, seriously. It was like, that was, a, what would you call that? Like a, a live action live phone action call? Live action phone call. It's a live action phone call. I feel like it's a new institution on the show. It's like every week somebody could call in and try and do something. I mean, obviously it has to have an audio component, but try and do something that's never been done on the show before. Should we be encouraging this type of behavior. Yeah. Violence? <laughs> it doesn't have to be violent. It could be like, you know, uh, well, not to trample an internet meme, but like, has anybody sat on a cake and farted on the show before, you know? Exactly. Now, I, they, I see where you know, you're going with this. Some hot chick could fart through some frosting into, into her phone. Do, do you but think I, think at the, I think this guy, you know, he should get credit for starting this phenomenon. I'm hoping it's going to take off. Live action phone call? Yeah, but and at the end of it, you know, in tribute to this guy, whatever you do, you should say, it has been done. It has been as done. He, as he kicked it off. You know, I wonder, do you think his buddy was passed out, wasted, just I sleeping so. on the couch? I mean, he walked over, just slapped him in the face. Could be a hoax, but it sounds pretty real. The guy sounds genuinely surprised. And then I think there's another friend in the background like laughing his ass. You know, if I recall correctly, Kendra called the Sick and Wrong Hotline had an orgasm. That, I mean, that was a when Harry met Sally, or I guess. <laughs> it, it, you know, you, it was for you my don't birthday, know. by the way, if you don't remember. It was, yeah, it was for your birthday. Which so, brings up a point. This is a very important week for America. I don't know if you knew that. 
How how so? Well, you know, there's a black president. <laughs> black <laughs> president Wackerly got a gun. <laughs> more importantly, cheers. It is uh, D. Simon's birthday this week. Oh, thank you there, Wackerly. Yep, I'm turning the big 3-4 wow. at, at, at midnight tonight. Man. I know, middle-aged. So we'll be going out drinking tomorrow and... Yeah, we're going to be doing some Other drinking. Other unmentionable things that I really won't mention because they're just too bizarre. Yeah, we're going to go and see a donkey show. <laughs> and the one that goes on the mission. And <laughs> yeah, your sister coordinated all that. Yeah, but my sister it. is a huge fan of the donkey show. But thank you, Wackerly. And uh, yep, thanks for the uh, birthday wishes. I usually tend to be low-key on my birthday. So next week, uh, not that I, you know, I don't want to lead these calls, but, you know, a cake fart. A, a cake part would be nice. Cake part. Someone fucking on the phone. A, a real orgasm would be nice. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see what the listeners... Our, our listeners are a creative bunch. We'll see what they have in store for us. All right. This next call is just timely, so we're going to do it. Hey, Dan Lance. Uh, cranky vet again. Called you several times. Whatever. I hear uh, Lance finally wants to uh, you know, be a man, take responsibility for his own safety, and buy himself a handgun. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, dude, you're going to be a man. I know. See, this is the thing. Now I don't have to take shit from these people. <laughs> that was the main reason. Just get dude, them off my back. So you're peer pressured into uh, buying a gun. Yeah, exactly. That is if you consider these people your peers. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and you're not actually from California. Land of the pussies and fags. Don't worry. Is this Trucker Paul? No, he has a different accent. Okay. <laughs> I bet you Trucker Ball packs heat, though, in the, in the big rig. I guarantee he packs heat. I would hope he would. Well, once on active duty down in uh, San Diego, not my favorite place. But uh, I completely support your decision, D. If you need any, have any questions. Yeah, it's confusing us. But okay, it's Lance. yeah. yeah. It's Lance <laughs> a lot of people that, do. Yeah. You forget, I'm one You're... of those faggot vegetarians <laughs> that, that, that live in, uh, the, or pussy vegetarians that live in uh, California yeah. and that don't own a handgun. Yeah, and you actually live in almost a worse neighborhood than me, but I guess if you get mugged or somebody tries to break in here, you could just point a celery stick at them. <laughs> I got a baseball bat, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Crackheads fear the bat. That's true. Any questions? You're kind of wondering what you should buy. See, this is the thing, though. It's too late now because he he's operating on the premise that I didn't get anything yet. He's just trying to encourage Well, it's kind me. of a surprise, though. Yeah, I mean, he called in last week. Yeah, exactly. You know, obviously, if you want to kill somebody, you need something larger caliber, probably, you know, forty-five or larger. Maybe How does he know bag, this? You're going to go for a revolver, considering it is California. So, yeah, that's what I got. Uh, a three fifty-seven revolver. Three fifty-seven Magnum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he I guess he made it. a good choice. Cranky Vet called it. Oh, thanks, Cranky Vet, for uh, validating my uh, consumer purchase. California, you can't carry high cap bags like I do here in Tennessee. I mean, you know, like a nineteen eleven with a seven round, eight round clip would be, you know. That's what I want to buy next. A what? A nineteen eleven. Well, what is that? Is that a handgun? <laughs> it's a semi-automatic handgun. Yeah, it's a design. So, so Wackerly, how many guns are you planning to get? We'll see. I mean, you're gonna get a shotgun. That would be the third thing. Dude, I want to go shooting one of these days. <laughs> We're now. all going to go. You said Sleazy E has a gun, too. Yeah, yeah. No, Sleazy E is like, he's a gun-toting Englishman. Because, you know, Limeys aren't allowed to have guns. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he came over here and made full use of his, well, he's not even <laughs> I think I think he's here illegal. But <laughs> as soon as he came over here, the first thing Sleazy E went and got was a gun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's scared of black people, like you. <laughs> you know, real nice. You get something nice with the slim line. I mean, obviously, here in Tennessee, like I said, I carry him. Springfield XD with 14 rounds of 45 ACP in it at all times. God, that's comforting. That way I can kill 14 people 
not just, you know, the minimal or the maximum 10 in California. <laughs> Anyways, again, Lance, if you have any questions about what type of gun, you know, holster options, all that sort of good stuff, you just give a shout out on the show and uh, I'll send you my email address, or email address or something. I think out of all your, you know, deformed, demented listeners, I'm probably the one most qualified to help you considering I have already done at least one tour in combat with the Marine Corps Infantry. And I'm leaving in a few months to do my second tour. Anyways, again, if you need any help, just let me know. Out. Nice. Now, are we getting, are we starting to get a lot of, uh, like, Marines listening to the show? Or is this the same guys on the forum, that, that Will Black guy, do you think? No, this is, I think this, this, this is a different guy. Another PTSD nightmare here. Time bomb. <laughs> not yet. He's still not, Dude, this motherfucker, this motherfucker walks around with packing a gun that has 14 rounds in it. He in Tennessee! He could kill fourteen people little in a shopping men, mall. All ladies in Tennessee carry around heat like that. This is an outrage. <laughs> I did. Hey, uh, cranky bet though. I don't have a holster yet, and I did buy a three fifty seven Magnum uh, snub nose. So if you have any holster recommendations for me, uh, send them over. You know, something that sort of concealed would be good underneath a you know, light jacket. No, but you know, you do bring up an interesting point, though, Wackerly. Uh, we, we've been having some veterans call us up. I mean, we, we had the, the old Vietnam vet was one of our first veteran listeners, but I think he was a little... Yeah, he was more creepy he, than he was uh, a bit patriotic mental. or anything. But uh, this guy, Will Black, who's on the forum, is probably one of my favorite new listeners, along with a cranky vet here. So Will Black is currently in Iraq. So we're going to call him Iraq Will Black. How does he get the show? I you know I don't know uh, how we listen to the show. I would love it if people you know if troops over in Iraq were listening to the show. Dude, he every told week. me that would be awesome. He mentioned that he turned on like a bunch of people in his division good. to start listening to Sick and Wrong. Well, I guess I mean I'm sure they see so much sick shit over there. It's probably good to hear that like a lot of sick shit's going on here well, so- and, and in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so Will posted on the forum like an introduction saying, I'm Will and I'm from Iraq. And so I said, you know, you're in Iraq. I want to hear some stories. And I'm not going to ruin the story. You should sign up for the the forum forum to actually read it. But basically, I'm just going to kind of give you a couple points, (laughs) some some highlights here of this uh, story. He's basically talking about driving around with a dead Iraqi, a bullet-ridden Iraqi. In the back of his uh, their jeep, they're trying to find like an Iraqi police station that would take the body, and uh, they're driving Why don't around they just with drop him. this thing in the desert. I think they had orders that they actually had to like turn the body over. They just drop it off in a ditch. Yeah, and right. so their uh, commander or whatever was just like, "You need to count all the bullet holes." So they made the new guy count actually seriously with his finger all the bullet holes. And while he was doing no, this, no, that's a butthole. That's <laughs> a direct one. <laughs> while he was doing this. One of the other dudes just walked over and stuck their finger in the like one of the bullet holes and gave this guy a goo-covered dirty Sanchez across his mouth. Corpse Sanchez. A, a corpse Sanchez. <laughs> I, the, the, you know, you can't even call that dirty Sanchez anymore. A corpse Sanchez. Yeah. Is I think I, what it would I be. I imagine there's like sort of aphid eggs in it and uh, just other yeah, decomposing Yeah, like decomposing flesh and maggots maybe. I don't, you know, I don't know. The story is sicker than that. I just gave, kind of gave you a brief synopsis. Go check it out on the forum. And Will, I kind of want to give Will his own thread so he can just share all the Iraqi stories. Because they, dude, I like that shit. That cracks me up. Reports from Iraq. Reports from Iraq. And you know, seriously, go troops. <laughs> go troops. Kill some more Iraqis. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, think about it. We'll drink beer for you since maybe you don't have access. Dude, do you know those guys are smoking hashish and, like, shooting little Iraqi children and chickens and dogs and all that? (laughs) (laughs) 
Dude, you're, you're not bored. doing a lot it's for a the desert. fan base over there, okay? <laughs> no, seriously, Retard. we salute you guys. But uh, yeah, Will, we're, we expect to hear some more stories. So Cranky Vent... <laughs> didn't he call back in. I think he's drinking because, you know, like you said, he's between tours. Uh, Cranky Vent, I can't even remember what he says in the second call, but here we go. Christ, bloody beer's going to my head. Cranky Vent again. I forgot to tell you, Lance, if you want to go real cheap, ask me real nicely. Maybe we can just go knock a drug dealer over and take his gun for you. <laughs> I mean, drug dealers, are, you know, robbing dr- gun, <laughs> drug dealers kind of happens to be my second favorite source of in- income. Anyway... <laughs> Let me know if you need any help. Bring the vet out. Dude, does this sound like a vigilante team here? You and the cranky vet? Both, it just makes both me, packing heat? It makes me think the soldiers aren't getting paid enough when they come home from Iraq and then he's knocking over drug dealers in Tennessee to make some extra cash. Dude, seriously, those but guys... But it sounds like maybe it's kind of for fun. Maybe, but I think you have. A, I, th- I think there's truth to what you're saying. I don't think those guys are getting... I wouldn't be getting paid enough to go over to Iraq, sit in the desert... And, uh, yeah, have to go out and, like, pick up dead wipe, bodies. Wipe your ass with sand. Yeah. No, I, I, I seriously, I don't think those guys are getting paid enough. Yeah. Seriously. But, um, well, you know, we give you the show. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you can expect from us. But uh, Cranky Vet, you know, uh, you know, I wonder if uh, Wackerly might take you up on that. I, I kind of see a crime-fighting duo here. Right, but we live on other sides of the country is the problem. Yeah, but I mean, you could go over there to Tennessee, come over here, be like the Punisher. I wonder if he has any extra firearms for him. And the tick. I, I hear they're hard to get on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like this dude probably has like Make a Make a great show. It sounds like this guy has a whole like munitions cache, like in his basement. We could just drive around and pick off crack dealers. Yeah. People steal, with weed. And steal their weapons. Little old ladies coming out of the pharmacy. <laughs> Thank you, Cranky Vet, there for uh, calling in. And uh, yeah, I mean, you might give Wackerly some holster options. <laughs> guys can talk about your units. That sounded gay. <laughs> People call the Sicker Wrong Hotline, 206 666 3846, or Skype us, you foreign pricks. Uh, we got a number of emails to the Sick and Wrong podcast at uh, hotmail.com address. Got one from uh, Rangy who's a foundation listener in Australia. He says, hey, Dean Lance, congrats on three years. I, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed listening to your show. Does that sound, it? Does that no, sound good? No, that was Afrikaners. No? Oh. You guys should be rightly proud of what you've done. Please don't ever stop. Keep it sick. Thank you, Rangy. We don't have any uh, plans right now of stopping. Do we? Maybe. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> when Wackerly gets a girlfriend, Maybe. So uh, don't worry. We got think, a few months uh, for that. I think we should just keep everybody on their toes. Yeah. Keep Any calling us. Any show could be the last show. As, we've, as we found out with From the Ville, you never know. If you don't keep buying t-shirts, we're done. It's <laughs> that like blackmail. That box looks pretty full. <laughs> That's all I'll say. We got another email from one of our favorite listeners, BK. He says, hello, you guys. Just wanted to offer my heartfelt congratulations on the Sick and Wrong 3 year anniversary. I'm sure you don't need to know how much I love the show. I think I've made it clear on numerous occasions how awestruck I am by the D-Lance chemistry. If you guys ever quit, I'm going to feel like I've lost a limb. I wish I could have uh, come up with something for the three-year anniversary show, but I've been struggling with a sharp learning curve on moving to Mac from PC. Plus, my antidepressants are kicking my ass. Yeah, BK on a Mac? Yeah, I don't get that. He doesn't strike me as a Mac type. Here's my thing about BK. He used to be this like hardcore uh, 
very uh, hard-edged guy who had all these firearms, even though he lived in the UK. We all know how hard he that is. He still has the firearms, though, doesn't he? Yeah, but I don't think he likes them anymore. You know why? Because he got an antidepressant. <laughs> you know, he's not into his guns anymore. He's uh, nicer on the forum. He doesn't get into, into flame wars with the other members. And now he's now I hear he's switching to Mac. That's the last straw. It's kind of like you, brain, BK. You're clearly on the D side of the fence right now. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I would give him a hug. I, I have a Mac. Yeah, no, you guys can stay over there with your Macintosh and your Prozac or Wellbutrin or whatever, and your you know Xanax. Yeah. Thank you. But it, yeah. does does uh, does BK um is he vegetarian? He's probably going to be. <laughs> he's just switched to Mac. Give him time. Give him time. I mean, he's an Englishman. He likes curries and meat pies and stuff. So it's, that's going to be the last last domino to fall. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it remains to be seen. No, no. He's not. <laughs> what a, what he's, else is Wait, are you saying he's crossing over to Puffland? Is that well, what you're saying? I'm just saying D-land. <laughs> Take from that what you will. There's a differentiation between Puff and D-land. Okay. Just want to put that in there. Um, he says, I fucking love you guys. I'm looking forward to Mischief in uh, 2009. Blighted best wishes, BK. Yeah. So uh, thank you, BK, for those wishes. And seriously, dude, don't turn into a puff on us. Yeah. I mean, we, you, we you like can, the hard end. G-Land. D, you get more fanny than me. But when I say fanny, I mean, that, I mean that in the American sense of the word. So it is kind of puffy. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I miss the salty BK. You know, the yeah, sardonic salty know. became. You got to you gotta respect a guy for dealing with his mental issues the, the way, you know, Dude, whatever just way possible. Adopt another forum persona and uh, come back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happens. But thank you, BK, for the wishes. We got another email here from Logan. He says, hey, Logan from San Leandro again. I've been listening to the show for a few months now and have slowly been going back through the uh, back catalog. Finally got to listen to episode 100 where you interviewed Neil Smither. That was the crime scene cleaner guy. Oh, I remember. He goes, that was a great show, by the way. I thought I'd clear up some info brought up in that show for you. I know it was a long time ago, but maybe you'll remember. D, you asked Neil about the Sausage King killing in San Leandro and the circumstances around that murder. The Sausage King did, in fact, murder three meat inspectors in the plant, two federal, one state. He also ran down the street and tried to kill another. His name was Stuart Alexander, and he did, in fact, end up on death row. He died, but he was not executed. He died of natural causes. Bullshit. Yeah, he died of a pulmonary embolism. No, I mean, I believe it. It's just bullshit. It is bullshit. <laughs> when somebody goes on death row and they have a heart attack. It is bullshit. It sucks. He died in San Quentin, though. So. He goes, I'm pretty familiar with this case as I've, as I've lived in San Leandro all my life, and my family used to buy linguisa from his factory for years. I was also neighbors with him for years when I was a kid. He was a nice guy, but he just snapped when he was uh, bankrupt and the inspectors were shutting him down. It's understandable. He ended up being a pallbearer at his funeral. This guy? Yeah. A wow. Logan here. Pallbearer at the Sausage King's funeral. That's my personal connection to sick and now, wrongness. Now, was the Sausage King like a big fat dude who ate sausages his whole life? Or I, don't, you know, I a... wonder what the guy looked like. Yeah. I wonder, I, did I he have a crown of was, wieners? I don't remember hearing <laughs> that he was remarkably fat, but I can still dream. Uh, he says, that's my personal connection to sick and wrongness, so I thought I'd clear that up for you since I know a lot about it. Stay yeah, sick, Logan. Paul Bear, that's pretty big. Thank you, Logan. I'm, you know, that's the claim to fame right there. Uh, finally, we got an email from Manstone. He says, hey, fucktards, I'm a fan from Adelaide, South Australia. Where the balls are always touching. Exactly. And then I've been listening for about six months now. I love your show. Just heard episode 156 and have to agree with an email that got sent in by a fellow Aussie about Foster's. 
I've never capitalized ever seen anyone drink a Foster's. Over here, people drink Victoria Bitter, Coopers, or Tuies. And if you're in Queensland, it's XXXX. I don't, I don't even know that Quadruple one. Quadruple X. Quadruple X. He goes, I thought I'd send you a picture of the ball-touching artwork that's in the heart of Adelaide, so enjoy and keep up the good work. You know, I'm going to post these pictures on the uh, main page. It's basically two silver balls right on top of each other. That's the way I always imagined it. I mean, are they like 50 feet in diameter, or are they huge? Yeah, they're, no, they're pretty... They're, well, no, actually, they're not even that big. I mean, they're pretty... They're sizable. I mean, they're, they're, so, they're a nice sack. It's okay. a nice sack. Yeah. I mean, Adelaide can be proud of the size of their balls. They're ripper, mate. Why does everybody in Australia <laughs> hate everybody else in Australia? I mean, every city has hatred for every other city. Yeah, they it's seem kind to be kind of here. a separatist sort of uh, society. I, I guess I don't it's get true it. here in the States, too. I mean, Dude, we don't I, like I the people, people in the people South. I hate people from New York. Yeah. I hate people from the South. I hate Bostoners. And they hate Californians. I, I hate mean, Midwesterners. It's, it's you know, understandable. I, I hate Californiers. <laughs> you, you hate everyone, though. That's the difference, Wackerly. Uh, I like people in Alaska. Because <laughs> 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 you never cool. have to see them. Yeah. No, I went there once. It was good. <laughs> well, thank you, the Manstone. The drinking was, uh, you know. Was it sufficient? I'm trying to think of a word, but yeah, it's sufficient. Yeah, exactly. There was sufficient amount of drinking to make me happy with that place. Well, so, I mean, the same can be said for a lot of places in the U.S., though. Yeah, but uh, the other places have other mitigating factors which make it that much shittier. You just like the Eskimo pussy. Come on, just say it. True. <laughs> Guilty. Well, thank you, Manstone, for uh, sending a picture of your Australia balls. We're going to post it on the uh, main page so everyone can see that you're not making it up. You know, I didn't believe you at first, but uh, you're not making it up. People, if you haven't already joined the Stick and Wrong Forum, dude, there's been like a spike in membership. Have you noticed that? Well, the forum is more fun when people post all day long. I mean, when you go there and it's like, the next day and you see all the same posts it sucks but that just hasn't been the case recently like, no we've had a lot of new people posting a lot of chicks during the and forum a lot of the old posters are po- posting more which is also a good sign and plus I'm loving the comments that are about our pictures so we posted some of the pictures on the forum I think one of the most common reactions that I got was uh, he looks like a diseased Perry Farrell and Wackerly looks like Aid Edmondson or Vivian from uh, the young ones Right, but more in uh, the form of the, the other bottom. show, Bottom. Yeah. Bottom, yeah, when uh, he had glasses. and uh, Like you were saying, I need one of those hats. I think I would be the hipster king of San Francisco. Dude, you would get laid. You would hat. definitely get yeah. some fanny. Some yeah. fanny action from those and hats. And the tie, the skinny tie. Dude, Aid Edmondson's a handsome motherfucker. I know. And I actually do look a lot like him. You do. To the point that I think I'm just going to, when people start asking for my picture... I'm going to send him his picture. And say it's you. And just, cause, yeah, because he's more photogenic than me, but still looks a lot like But me. he's got to be like 50 now. I wonder what he looks well, like now. I can send old pictures. <laughs> Somebody you know, else said I looked like Ralphie from uh, the, yeah, the, the Christmas, Christmas story. story. Although I think that's somebody I know out here, which kind of annoys me. Yeah. I, you know, disease peripheral is also not all that flattering either. <laughs> and I think somebody give, did give you the, uh, what's that guy's name? Oh, Vincent Gallo. Yeah, yeah, Vincent yeah. yeah. Gallo, My which... arch nemesis, by the way. Yeah, they, they, that's you're, great, You're too. actually taller than him. Which is good. Amazing. That's good. I'm going to kick his ass, man. I finally do meet him. <laughs> also, I kind of like the Ask Fozzie a Question thread that's been going around. And seriously, That is dude, the best thread uh, in a long time. I'm going to be the first person to state this, but I think Fozzie needs his own podcast, like the Ask a Faggot podcast, because he's wittier than Dan Savage. I love Dan Savage. I've, I've read Savage Love for years, but Fozzie Bear is on par. He's... Dude, oh, he, just as good. Dude, he answered my snoodling question. 
<laughs> my docking question. He answered it. Yeah. You know, I and answered it well. Answered with, it well. And I'm going to use this word the first time I've ever used it on Sick or Wrong. He answered it with a plum. With a plum. He definitely did. Fozzie, take it from us. You need your own podcast. Both of us would be fans. And it's just sure. like it's just like the steel thing we recommended. There need to be more like half hour, even fifteen minute podcasts. Like there's too many podcasts out there that are fucking three hours long. Like, like sick ours. and wrong. Like <laughs> exactly. Just tedious. Tiresome podcast. No, but seriously, Fozzie, take our advice. Get a podcast. Be famous. Um, if you haven't already, people, go check out iTunes and subscribe to the show. I just noticed this week. Page two, motherfucker. That's right, bitch. That's right, bitches. No, seriously, I was actually quite impressed. Uh, Sick and Wrong has made it to page two of the comedy podcast, and we thank you for that. Whenever I go on iTunes, it's like the worst video game ever. Like, you're just trying to move your little guy up, yeah, the, up like the page. It's like Qbert. But it takes, like, years. <laughs> it's the worst video game ever. But you know what, dude? We have over 100 comments, and thank you, everybody, for subscribing through iTunes and helping out the show. You're really giving us some exposure there. Yeah. Also, uh, buy your mom a sick and wrong t-shirt. We got a whole box full over here. It's a good way to support the show, and plus, women look really hot when they're wearing a sick and wrong tee. Oh, sick and wrong. What's this? Sick and wrong tee. You can buy them right off the I main like page. It. These colors bring out my eyes. Sick and wrong. Did you get one from your mom yet? Now, soon. You should. I'm going to steal one tonight. People, buy yourself a Sick and Wrong tea. It's a great way to support the show. Finally, Wackerly, the Sick and Wrong song of the week was sent in courtesy of Brian from Minneapolis. He says, hey, duders, I've been meaning to send this in for a couple of months now, but I'm too fucking lazy to log into my email usually. (laughs) So anyways, it's a song by the Vandals called 14. I think you'll dig it. Keep it sleazy. Brian from Minneapolis. You know what cracks me up? In Minneapolis, you probably don't need to check your email every day. Uh, I don't know. It's really cold there. What is it? What else is there to do? That's that's my question. Play Besides- Xbox. <laughs> Eat Lunchables. Okay, sure. All, all I'm saying is there's a lot of time to check your email. Padlock your daughter to her bed. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but thank you, Brian. I love the Vandals. So we're going to end the show here. Sing wrong song of the week. 14 by the Vandals. People will be back next week with episode 159. Till then, take it sleazy. I've watched you grow for all these years and shamefully admit I'd love to watch you blossom and it's awful hard to quit Feeling these feelings stirring up inside of me You nearly are a woman now and in a couple years All the rules and boundaries, they will slowly disappear Wait now, my child, until you get a little Every new sunrise brings your heart a little closer to me But I can't make love to you Because you're 14 Just a peck on the cheek as I'm counting the weeks go by We can't make love together Because you're 14 years old And the trust of your mom that we're not Patience, we can still do things we'd like Watch you eat a nice meat bone And watch you ride your bike Patiently longing for that future day of truth I 
wanna hug and kiss you nearly every time I see you But I don't want the neighborhood to get the wrong idea Cause there will come a day when love like ours is not a crime 